And we're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassroom coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football. The Lakers fast break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus also as well, of course, go ahead and check out what we do at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. If you have any questions on fantasy football, please go ahead and reach out. ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com or Inside Sports FF on Twitter. Right there for you. We answer your questions on playoff matchups, lineup changes, and more. So go ahead and check us out. ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com or Inside Sports FF on Twitter. But it is NFL Week 15. And for some leagues, not all, but some leagues, it's playoff time. You've worked hard all season long. You've Manage the waiver wires, you've studied trades, you've rejected trades, you maybe proposed some trades, maybe even did some trades. You've changed your starting lineups, you've made the moves at the right time, you've checked out the injury reports, and your work has paid off, and you are in the playoff chase. And now, for many leagues, the playoffs have begun. So what do you do now that the playoffs are here? Do you change your mindset? Do you change your starting lineups? Do you go with what brought you to the dance? Or as you see trends starting, do you change them in time to go ahead and make the right moves for your playoff team? And here today to discuss the mentality behind two guys and myself who've all had many, many fantasy football playoff appearances. We'll start off with a good man, Adit. He is the man behind Simblades, Simblades with a Y dot com and also Lakersball.com is Ox1947. It is Joe Soro. Joe, glad to have you here. Cool bro is already in the chat. Uh, he's a <laughs> maybe after a quick bite to eat at In and Out. But my friend, when it comes to what you're seeing uh, with fantasy football, the playoffs are here. You already said in some of your leagues already. How do you prepare a little bit differently for your playoff team to get the victories you need to go all the way? I'm in I'm in limbo right now. Uh, a lot of my high-priced players are not performing. Stefan Diggs being one, Tua being another. I'm I'm hoping that they can break at the right time. You got, I got, I guess Pollard is okay. He's been playing well, but I'm not getting any of these thirty scores lately from any of my running backs or any of my. My receivers, AJ Brown, has kind of hit the skids as well. I don't, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on in Philly. I don't know if, if, if the injury to Jalen Hurts is is starting to affect the team. Uh, maybe they got, they're getting burnt out a little bit from, from, from the, from the season. So it's, it's difficult. Adam Thielen was playing really, really well for. You know, the majority of the season, uh, he didn't do too bad last week, but he, he's not getting the ball in the, in the red zone. So it's it's kind of tough. But I've what, what sucks about this season is I've taken guys out and they've had great games when I've taken them out. Pollard, uh, Jacobs from, from the Raiders. So at this point, I'm going to try to gauge this next couple of days on what I want to do with, uh, with, with the players that are on the bench that might be useful. And Swift probably being the biggest disappointment for me because I had him as my flex and he hasn't really done much for me. And you would think that I keep thinking that with Jalen Hurts hurt, 
they might use them more, but they're not. Uh, so I, I'm going to, I'm just going to go with what brought me to the playoffs in two of my three leagues and see if maybe I can get lucky and have them hit their stride at the right moment and at least win a title in one of these two. Once again, it's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It is Joe Soro and Gerald Glassford here, but also here today, a good man indeed. He is the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and share his playoff fantasy football advice, along with a whole bunch of Triscuits as well. It is my good friend indeed, Mr. Magic Man, Sean Grice. Sean, great to have you here. It is now playoff time in many leagues out there, fantasy football. Not everywhere. Like, for instance, I'm in Yahoo in one of my leagues, and that is still yet to be determined. I'm just outside a playoff spot, but with a victory this weekend, I will get into the playoffs and battle against my good friend, Mr. Chris Zardieri, who unfortunately could not be here today. Our thoughts are with him, my friend, as far as hopefully everything will be okay and you'll be back on next week. Your thoughts, my friend, on how you prepare, because you've been – playing fantasy football for years how do you prepare when it comes to what happens in time do you manage your team differently at all uh yes absolutely Gerald. because um i i i've said it before i'll say it again to me the uh the real football season the nfl starts after thanksgiving and that's usually when you see teams who are either rounding into form or have rounded into form are doing what they do best at a high level. Um, so that means a couple things moving forward. One is um, you, you'd love it right now. If you had Christian McCaffrey um, because the 49ers are going to run it down everybody's throat. Um, not to mention um, if you if you if you have certain wide receivers during the playoffs, it, it, it can it can bode well to uh Tyree Kill. Uh Debo Samuel can take, you know, wide screens, bubble screens, whatever you want, turn those into 40, 50, even house calls Gerald. Um, but as we've seen, certain possession receivers like Justin Jefferson Gerald. We're, we kind of struck out with last week because we we kind of gave people some some advice there on, on whether or not you should start him or not. We advised to start him, and uh, he was out of the uh, the second quarter, barely got in, almost two and a half possessions with the the Vikings. Yet here we are. Uh, certain running backs, I'd still play. Um, I think Josh Jacobs is going to get a lot of look. Over the next month, Gerald. So I'd be looking at him. Any one of the Dolphins running backs that you have as well, I'd be looking at that. If you have Kyle Pitts, I'd start him. Good good call. Because uh, even though Drake London is a number one right receiver, Gerald seems like he spends more time blocking for Kyle Pitts than he does on slant routes for uh, Desmond Ritter. So I think Kyle Pitts is a good option, especially in the red zone. I I would also look – I'm not sure if anybody's uh, still have him on a waiver. Uh, well, no, it wouldn't be a waiver wire, right, Gerald? No, I mean, waiver wires are still available if you need okay. to. Okay, if Ferguson is still on a waiver wire, pick him up if you can. 
he is going to be a huge factor in the red zone for the Cowboys down the stretch here. Okay. All right. And that's anybody relating right now to the Cowboys because they're they're one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team in the NFL. Definitely can't disagree with you there. Dak Prescott has totally turned his career around from somebody, especially in fantasy football, because fantasy football, he was on way, a lot of waiver wires to start off the season, even through weeks three and four. He was still found on many of those waiver wires. And a lot of people, if they were smart, they grabbed him and were able to go ahead and utilize him to what it could be very well, maybe an MVP season. But Joe, when you're playing in your playoff matchups, do you make any adjustments on the fly? Do you make any adjustments that you see as far as changes are concerned? Because if you're falling behind, do you go ahead and maybe second guess yourself sometimes and make some quick changes from the morning game to the afternoon game on Sunday? Cause that happens quite a bit, especially people get a little bit itchy trigger fingers when it comes to during that playoff Sunday. Well, the issue is lately is my, my, my players are not scoring touchdowns. There's not, it's not a problem with usage. It's just, they're not scoring touchdowns and I'm not, I'm not getting those big, those big numbers. My, I guess my hope in the, in the balance is that since I haven't had it for three weeks, my hope is now the balance goes my way for the next two to three weeks because it's ridiculous. I haven't, these guys are not scoring mother freaking touchdowns. I don't get it. And if you don't score touchdowns or two, the 15 point doesn't become 30 or 25. Those are the, those are the type of scores that let you win. Uh, quarterback play has been horrible. Uh, Stroud and, and Tua have not really done me much, and there's really nothing out there uh, that, that would probably make a difference. Uh, overall, quarterbacks are terrible, but I was hoping CJ would, would, would at least give me some, some stuff on, on, um, on uh, with his legs. And then the, the idea of having Tua was he's got an arsenal behind him and in front of him. But he he's, he can't seem to get anything going either. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where 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 this is going to end up. Uh, I'm thinking about possibly picking up Matthew Stafford in one of my leagues, and since he's kind of been doing a little bit of good, um, and that's kind of what what's what's there. Uh, looking at Stafford's numbers, he's had some really. He's had a really good three. Three, uh, three weeks, and it wasn't the cupcakes. Two of those three teams were Cleveland and Baltimore in Baltimore. So my hope is that I can pick him up. I, I've, I've already submitted a, a claim. If I can get Stafford, maybe Stafford can get me at least 20 points from a quarterback instead of 15 and 13. One name, I'm going to get it right to you, Magic Man, here in a sec, but one name, Joe, you mentioned before we went on the air, just before as Magic Man came on, was Rasheed Rice who has been kind of a tweener, whether or not you even actually kept him on the, you know, on your team, or if he was a waiver wire pickup, he is now expected to do a lot better this late in the season. Your thoughts on Rasheed Rice. Is he a guy that you start thinking about starting at this point in time? I'm going back and forth on whether I want to do that or not. Um, Cause you mentioned that before we went on the air. The, 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 the Dolphins are playing the Jets. Jets have a very, very good defense. And if Mozart's going to take most of those goal line carries, then 
that's good. That's what's going to end up becoming an issue for me is if I, if he doesn't get those goal line, at least a couple goal line uh, chances at scoring, then that, that could end up being the demise of the playoffs for me. And by getting rice, I am feeling pretty, pretty confident that the chiefs are going to be very, 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 very angry this week. And they're going to play the perfect team this week to be really more, even more angry. They're going to want to put, Belichick and the New England Patriots in the ground. And that's very, very tempting. I have to give it at least a couple more days. I'm going to see how things develop um, and see if, if, if that flex position should stay at the running back position or with rice. If I feel like, if I feel like Mahomes is going to use him as his number one, then I'm going to switch him because Mozart's going to probably be more of the, the the starting running back and probably get the majority of the carries for for Miami. Even though Aiken is uh, Aiken is is going to get a lot of the the passes outside the 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 uh, the back the passes out of the backfield, and that in itself can play a, a, a beneficial factor in, in in that because if if let's say he runs for eighty yards and gets six catches. You know, all I need is one touchdown there and you're over 20 points right there. So he doesn't necessarily have to be the number one option from beginning to end, but he could definitely drop 20 points if he could at least get one touchdown and, and get all the passes from the, out of the backfield. It's very hard. It's very hard to it, – it's like poker. Fantasy football is just like poker. You do need a little bit of luck in there to uh, – and refs can destroy your your week, by the way. They, you, you can get a touchdown – pass out of the backfield let's say if it's Tua to H and uh, you get that double dose of the quarterback getting the pass getting the points on the touchdown pass and then you got the running back uh, who you have get the touchdown he gets the reception and then all of a sudden here's a penalty for some holding call that didn't look like a holding okay Magic Man, uh, that was very colorfully worded there by Joe. Yeah, Your thoughts 15, on my... 15 minutes on the nose, Joe. Oh, I know. I got it. Yeah. I thank goodness, thank goodness Inside Sports Fantasy Football doesn't run as long as the Lakers fast break. But, yes, uh, I got it, indeed. No worries. But once again, he it needed is... to get that out, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he needed. Yeah, a lot of stress on LFB is concerned. But once again, it's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Magic Man, again, it is playoff time in many leagues. Are there any key players you're thinking that are actually, you know, like, you know, injuries, they start to affect a lot of players. You see the production go down with a lot of players this time of the season, but there are few that are going to take opportunity this late in the season that help maybe in some cases catapult them to better seasons next season. So your thoughts, my friend, on some players that people maybe need to keep an eye out for if they have them on their team or maybe sitting on their bench or maybe, possibly even able to grab now on a waiver wire that could help them out with a playoff run. I'm uh, going to grab uh, another tight end here, Gerald Kincaid from the Bills. Um, mm-hmm. I happen to think he's better. He's a better tight end than Dawson Knox. Okay. I, I think he's, he's, he's a good, he's, if he's available on the waiver wire, he's good to pick up. I Again, agree with you. I, I think Allen has come to rely on his tight ends late in the air especially in the red zone yeah um and god 
Fitzgerald, we know he won't look off Stefan Diggs, even if his life depended on it. So it's it's almost as if it's it's Davis, uh, Kincaid, and somebody out of the backfield that uh, that they they um they rely on. And I have to say, Gerald, I think it I think they're making a huge mistake because you saw you saw their GM dabbing up Sean McDermott after that big win. And quite frankly, this team's problems are just going to, to me, roll over again next season uh, if Sean McDermott is still your head coach. Excellent point. I couldn't agree with you more on that. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. So let me ask you, Magic Man, as we get into NFL Week 15, and once again, it's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We truly appreciate everyone out there for being a part of today's show. Let me ask you this, my friend. When it comes to NFL Week 15, with a lot of playoff spots are on the line or in the middle of a playoffs, let me ask you this. What are some of the matchups that you're looking forward to from a fantasy football perspective that really stand out? For me, I think the Lions and Broncos, I think if you got some players there, I think that's going to be a nice 37-25 showcase. I think this is the type of team that the Lions feast on, and I think that they give up enough points to the Broncos on the other end that I think it'll be uh, that type of game. But your thoughts on a game or games that you think fantasy football team owners need to go ahead and worry about? I like I like the Dallas Cowboys this week, Gerald. I think playing against the Buffalo Bills, Dak has the weapons to expose them in the middle. Um, especially with the Bills missing, they're really gonna miss somebody like Milano in a game like this with the way Dak Prescott is playing. Um, they don't really have; they're not really strong over the middle, especially on those secondary and tertiary routes that uh, the Cowboys seem to be able to run at will. So I I would start uh, Dak uh, this week, Gerald. Um, and as far as the other one, yeah, you, you I think the, the Broncos and Lions game is another good one because I think, yeah, it's been a great story with Dan Campbell and the Lions, but it's December, Gerald. And, yeah. And the Lions just do not play well in December. I mean, I used to remember those uh, old Wayne Wayne Fonts teams. Their December record one and three, zero oh and four. 
one and three, one and three, two and two. Like it just carries over from one cycle of Lions uh, teams to the next. They just can't win in December. So I'm I'm with you. I play the Broncos this week as well. Joe, any good matchups that you see for NFL Week 15 in regards to what players maybe would be thriving in a matchup this week? I can see likely Swift having a good game. Because you've been banking on him for quite some time. Yeah, I think Swift will probably come out of his shell here this week. Seahawks are allowing, I think, 25 points (laughs) on the average towards running backs. Mm -hmm. Uh I would have preferred them to be playing in Philly, but I'll take what I can get. I need Swift to but to bust out because he's my flex, and I'm 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 always I'm always heavy on getting a running back at the flex, someone who can catch the ball out of the backfield. It usually just means you've got that perfect combination of running back and receiver, and um, that's. I think that's just going to be very important, at least for me, to have any chance of beating the person who I'm playing this week. The person who I'm playing this week, unfortunately, has has McCaffrey and Devontae Adams and has the Dallas defense. Uh, Kittle hasn't been doing much. He has Gibbs as well. Gibbs has been playing very well for Detroit. But if Swift can drop a 30 for me this week, it would be huge because Pollard and Jacobs are my one and two. I need my running backs to come play for me this week. I need them all three to get me at least 25 points. If that can happen, if Tua can drop 20 uh, for me, it's been a while since he's done that, uh, then I think I'll be in good shape. Likely of of the Baltimore Ravens getting a lot of targets, and I'm very comfortable using him over uh, Goddard. Goddard, I think, is still kind of hesitant a little bit, plus the struggles that Philly's having. I'm not going to depend on too many of the Philly uh, uh, players when the offense is kind of suffering. I think it's a little easier for for a running back to kind of help a team get out of their slump versus a tight end. A.J. Brown, sure, in my other league, A.J. Brown is probably due as well. So let's get Swift the balls, hopefully, at the goal line. And let's hope that A.J. Brown can give me at least uh, 10 catches, 100 yards, and maybe a touchdown. If he's able to do that, Give me 26 points would be another added bonus in that league. Once again, it's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford along with Joe Soro and Magic Man Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. If you have any last-minute advice that you need, Football at yahoo.com or Inside Sports FF on Twitter. I know Cool Bro is uh, hitting you with those Star Wars references there, Joe, in the chat. So maybe if you kind of respond to him on that. Maybe talk a little bit of uh, Star Wars, fast food, smack back. That might be appreciated. But before we head on out, guys, it's that favorite time of the show, the time that Chris Lardieri initiated uh, with, with his good friend Charles Smith many years ago on Inside Sports when they were doing their shows and has evolved and transformed to here on this show for many years now as well. As we head on out of the house, Going by, it's actually not been raining or snowing lately, so I guess that's uh, okay. It's been uh, high 50s, low 60s pretty much uh, in most places on the West Coast. So you head out, not too hot, not too cold. But then you look over and the dog's sad because you walked right by him. So you head on back to the woof, 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 head on back to the doghouse. 
Magic Man, it is NFL Week 15. Who is your dog in the doghouse? My dog this week happens to be the one Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger had fun calling them out this week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but it's indoors. Uh, it's not outdoors, so elements don't affect Mitchell Trubisky that much. Um, Indianapolis has a heck of a defense, but they're they're um, they're vulnerable to a quarterback that can that can create space, possibly. So I think Buckner's going to have a hard time inside, and uh, I expect the the Steelers to have a couple couple other keys uh, offensively, and I think uh, I think they win. All right. Well, there you Be go. Close game, but I think the uh, Steelers win uh, 24-22. Good call, my friend. Good call indeed. Uh, hopefully after those words said by Ben Roethlisberger, that will inspire them. Joe, before we get into your pick, what are your thoughts on Ben Roethlisberger's comments on the Steelers? That's a, It's kind of basic. It's not necessarily the fault of the Steelers organization that they're not what they used to be it's because the NFL rules have not allowed them to be what they used to be the Steelers used to intimidate you before you even got into the onto the field and then on top of that they hit you hard I mean hard and when you don't allow a team to be an intimidator especially in a game like football then what are you? You're the same as everybody else. So the, the Steelers have no, they have no allowance to be what they used to be because the league, the players association and the owners have agreed to make the biggest out of this league that it can be. So okay. it's a, it's, it's, it's big Ben. And I've, I have a love hate thing with big Ben. What Steelers fans do. And the reason why the the, the hate love the, the hate side is in there is because I believe he left at least a couple Super Bowl appearances and possibly two more titles on the table because he couldn't step away from the table. But more than that, obviously, his interaction and his stubbornness with his lifestyle before he finally figured out what the hell he was doing. That always stings, you know, that always stays there because some of the reports I read were not good. Uh, while I don't believe he physically pinned people down, there was aggression there that makes him a certain person, and that's not good. And it's very hard to support somebody like that. But a lot of the reasons why this team is hurting is due to lack of talent where it matters, which is head coach. And you can't sit there and tell me about Kenny Pickett and and Jalen where Jalen Warren and uh, and 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 Pickens and and Johnson and all this guys. I want you guys to pay attention to what I say. This it's very important. No one talks about it. For some weird reason in the media. Actually, I know why, but I'm not going to talk about it here publicly. I'm going to stick to the facts. 
this is going to be the 13th. That's a full career for a Hall of Fame player, by the way, folks, in a lot of years, right? 13 years is coming up here. This is going to be the 13th season since Super Bowl 45. The Steelers have won three playoff games. Three playoff games. And I want you to hear me out on these three playoff wins. 2015, and I'm going to say the season, not when it happened in 16 after the new year. So it's season 15, season 2015. They beat the Bengals in a rough and tough game that they should have lost. And if the only reason why they didn't lose was because Vontez Perfect and Pac-Man Jones decided to f*** up their teams. That game was over. It was over. That game was over. And A.J. McCarron had a win against the Steelers. A.J. McCarron, guys. The second win, Matt Moore in Miami. Steelers blow him out. It was a great game. I enjoyed it. Le'Veon Bell had an amazing game. The week after, had an amazing game. Couldn't score a touchdown that game, but we went into, Air, we went into Kansas City and beat him in Kansas City, uh, kicking six field goals. However, you were playing against Alex Smith. That's it, guys. That's all they've done in 13 seasons. And they're not going to win a playoff game this year, by the way, just so you know. So if they make it. So 13 seasons. At what point are you going to continue to tell me that Mike Tomlin is this great coach when he had the best by a mile? And this is not debatable. By a mile, you had the best receiver for at least three years you could have said five but for sure you had the best receiver for three years you had the best combination of running back receiver in Le'Veon Bell for three years and you had a top bona fide top five quarterback in the NFL slinging it throwing six touchdown passes in a quarter and a half throwing five consecutive 500 yard uh, games you had a offensive juggernaut in an era where offense was killing everybody because of the rule changes and what did you do you won three playoff games against quarterbacks you got dusted by tim tebow and you got dusted by blake bortles and you keep having nine and eight and nine and seven and eight and eight wreck and i'm supposed to be some i'm supposed to be impressed with that steals about winning super bowls not making it to the playoffs and having nine and seven and nine and eight records. Who are you fooling? I've watched every single, every single Mike Tomlin coached game. Every single one. Don't tell me I don't know what I'm looking at. Don't tell me. That man has has has, has been the skipper to countless games like you've seen the last two weeks. This isn't the first time this has happened. This happens every single season where he has his team ill-prepared and ill-informed on how to play and beat lousy teams, not mid-tier, lousy teams. You had two teams you played in consecutive weeks that had two wins all the way through fourteen week, uh, week 14. And not only did you lose, you got your ass kicked. So this is not the first time this happened. 
This happened. This happens every year, and it cost us at that time second seeds. It cost us playoff wins, uh, playoff seedings, playoff appearances. It cost us a lot. Yet everybody is sitting there whacking it off to his. We've never had a losing season. You can take your losing. You can take your non-losing season and shove it up your ass. Okay, we're about winning Super Bowls. We have six of them, and we've lost probably one or two of those because of stupidity and inability to coach. I'm supposed to be, I just, I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't understand. If I had any advice to the Steelers, trade Mike Tomlin right now. He has one more uh, year on his contract. Trade him to Washington because I think Rivera is going to be gone. Trade him to Washington, get a couple of first-round picks. Hell, get one first-round pick, and that's a win for me. And go get Ben Johnson out of Detroit. And let's go. Let's get, get let's get with it, folks. I'd love to get Mike McDaniel, to be honest with you, but we're not going to get him. I love that. Once guy. again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. So, Joe, before we head on out, my friend, who is your pick? Woof, woof, woof. I'm picking the Cardinals over the Niners this week. Okay. Because every time, every, every, every single time, the double-handed sucking starts happening for – Brock Purdy and the Niners, they go left. Every single time they start hand jobbing that, they start blue balled. They get blue balled. <laughs> See how much better the show would be if I did this on Lakers. <laughs> I will tell you, I've got the Giants in honor of our good friend, Chris Ardieri, who is uh, actually couldn't make it tonight. I've got Chris Ardieri's uh, team, the New York Giants, on as far as I think they're six is what the what the spread is right now as far as a six-point underdog to the very all-over-the-place Derek Carr-led Saints. Yeah, any time that Derek Carr's leading your team, you're always in the game on the other side. So... I will say that the six-point cushion is not going to be enough and that the, the Giants will actually get within that and actually be able to win you out some money if you utilize that. But that's just our thoughts, our picks, our choices for entertainment only on that. It's up to you if you want to use it. But then again, it comes with knowledge of please gamble responsibly. But guys, it's a great weekend coming up in the NFL and also fantasy football as playoffs have begun. Cool Bro is saying his game of the week is Rams versus the Commanders and tell Magic Man 2. Uh, okay, I will tell that too. Rams and the Commanders. I wonder why. Maybe it's because that is Cool Bro's favorite team, the Rams. Mm-hmm. Williams better play well. That's all I'll say because he's my running back on my team that needs to win to get in the playoffs by the way tom tommy cutlets great nickname gerald it's it's yes. a lot better than tommy devito yes absolutely although you know the the mafia memes <laughs> with devito well his, game his the game let's be honest his agent does look kind of greasy i'm telling you yeah they showed the picture of him they talked about yeah it just it fits, his, man. His, his, it agent, fits. his agent looks like he could actually be in an episode of The Sopranos. Can you say witness protection program? 
I knew he you looks could. Like, he looks like a Halloween. Uh, he he should have a members-only jacket. That that would have just been the uh, no tracksuit. Got to do the tracksuit with the wife with the yeah. with what wife beaters. wife beaters. Yes, yeah, and the chains. Okay. Got to do the All chains. Right. Got to have a little hair coming out right there. Let's go full on. Uh, well, what... got to be it's got to be a bull though Gerald, because okay. it can't be a regular gold chain because it could be, be mistaken for an armenian okay well the best one that did a mock of that was the hawkeye series on disney plus that did an absolutely great job with their guys as far as the bad guys on there the generic bad guys absolutely looking like that so great shout out to that great series one of the best that marvel has done over the past few years, which is saying something because it's been all over the place, but it is NFL week 15. It is fantasy football playoffs in gear guys. Any last thoughts before we head on out? Either one of you guys, any, any last thoughts? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see if, um, true to form the, uh, I think the bills just Kalima. Kalima with their fans again, Gerald. This is okay. something that's telling me it's that roller coaster ride. Yeah, here. they're gonna rip the hearts out of their chest uh, it, again. It's okay. yeah. The, I I have a comment about the Bills. I think this uh, the Bills are not losing because they aren't trying to kill themselves to win. You know, there's a this there's a difference between this team versus. Just a team that's not getting a few breaks. That's how the NFL is. That's how they set this up. And right away, it's like, what's wrong with this team? Look, man, sometimes shit happens, okay? You get a bad month. A couple balls don't go your way. It's just what it is. And uh, the way they're ragging on this team, the way they're, you know, you know, tearing it down, like, oh, this this guy's not going to mount this shit. It's like, dude, shut the up. You know, this is the NFL. You guys created this. It's funny how all these people who supposedly know how the game works, all of a sudden, oh well, what's wrong with Josh Allen? Is he is he is he not who we thought he was? I go, you guys created this problem. You created it. Why is every game down to the wire? Because your refs control the tempo. They control the emotion. One stupid penalty screws that up. And then one little mistake, and it turns into some mushroom cloud. It's like, dude, you guys asked for this. The running back thing at the beginning of the year cracked me up. Jonathan Taylor trying to scare people. To sit. Dude, they don't give a damn about running backs in the NFL. They don't care. They don't care. They I mean, Whoever pays a running back $20 million a year is dumb. It's dumb. Learn from the Le'Veon Bell situation. He actually was a guy that that er, that would have been able to earn twenty million, but you can't. You cannot pay that position that much money because they're irrelevant. Because the rules made it irrelevant. You guys allowed the voting to go through. You allowed the owners to get an upper hand on you, and this is what you're gonna eat. You need to eat it. Eat the burger that you guys created when you could have burned them twelve years ago. That's consequences. There was a really good. Key and Peel, hilarious skit about consequences. I highly recommend you guys watch it if you haven't. It's freaking hilarious. Consequences. Cool, bad, bad decisions. Money. When money goes in front of principle and the greater picture, the bigger picture, you got it. 
You're eating it now, guys. This is what you do. This is what happens when you keep thinking about, I need to get paid. Okay, well, you're getting paid now. Not what you want because you made bad decisions before. And believe me, the NFL would be a much better league if it had the traditional running back that we enjoyed watching. But you didn't. No, you, you made everything. You made everything for the receivers and and for the quarterback. And this is what you get. Once again, it's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. If you have any questions for us, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or Inside Sports FF on Twitter. Well, we wish you the very best of luck this weekend in the NFL for all your fantasy football teams. Cool bro, who has likened Darth Joe, Luke Hamburger Walker as Magic Man, me as Han Fries. At least you don't get named after Fries. Obi-Wan Double Noby, he is, and Chewie is Jamie. Well, then again, I guess that's better than Jamie, so he gets stuck with Chewie. So there you go. Uh, I, I actually think yeah, I, I'm not. It's kind of hairy. So yeah, I, I'm I'm not too big up on the names, but Joe strikes me as a Darth Rageous. Okay. Darth. He's raging Rage. somewhere. That's for sure. Well, but there what? was the Plagueis, right? Why yes. Darth there be Plagueis. A, yes. Why shouldn't there be a Rageous? Yes, he does rage indeed. Once again, it is. The Inside Sports Fantasy Football Show. Truly appreciate you joining us. We'll be back next week for more playoff and NFL Week 16 thoughts. With hopefully Chris will be back to join us. Looking forward to having you back, but wishing you all the best of luck this week on your fantasy football team at NFL Week 15 from all of us here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. <laughs>